I think one of my weaknesses is working with others. In fact, I've got on my weaknesses as well that I'm a hermit. So when I was chefing and there's other people in the kitchen, it's a nice team in the kitchen. I quite enjoyed it, but the thought of woodworking with other people, no, that, that sounds horrible because like if we was to collaborate on something, I'd, I'd really enjoy it. Mm. You look like Four Eyes Furniture. Now the two of them are in the workshop all day long together and working together on every project. I'd, I think I'd go, I just want to work on something on my own and for Keith to get out of my blooming way. <laughs> But I think that's also a weakness because sometimes you need help and I'm not good at asking for help. Yeah. When I've built workshops in the past, I, or shepherd's huts, I look back and like, I'm lifting those walls up on my own and stuff mm. and getting up on the roof and no one's around and trying to film it all as well. And sometimes you just need another person and I'm, not, I'm terrible at asking for help and working with others. But then sometimes I've done projects with other people and... I really enjoy the collaborative brainstorming thing. I don't think there's been a single project where I've worked with someone and come up with an idea and it would have been better if I'd just done it on my own. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. I'm sure you do that with Rio. I bet you you discuss things and you come up with something far better than you'd ever come up with on your own. Yeah, and I'm also always asking her to, can you just help me lift this thing? Yeah. (laughs) Which she hates. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, that's that's a really good one. I, that hadn't occurred to me, but I'm, I'm yeah. Part of the reason I got into woodworking and I enjoyed it so much initially was because it was something I could do on my own without any collaboration. I mean, prior to getting into woodworking, I was a musician, and and that involved obviously working with other people in bands for years and years, and um, that was very stressful. And, and I, I found that I clashed with people that I didn't really want to clash with, you know, through timekeeping or whatever else. And it's just like woodworking is a thing I can really delve into on my own without, you know, any involvement from anyone else. And I guess that's a YouTube thing. No one quits their job to be a YouTuber working from home because they love being around other people. Mm. As it's ideal for a, for a... The introverted. Yeah, totally. It's yeah. the ideal job. So my friend who's a ceramicist who I was saying is a bit unmotivated and got the studio she could have worked from home but she she would do nothing if she worked from home she needs the other people there and somewhere to go even though it's not particularly working for at the moment but other people need need people around them need people around them but I'm totally different I'm probably better on my own I'm sure you have it sometimes you need to move really heavy things and you can't ask the wife and just if you just had someone you could pay 20 quid for a hours work to move something be so handy it's where you need a strong helpful neighbor really isn't it yeah but i don't like to impose on other people like that you know what i mean i I don't like to ask for help in a similar way it's also so different working with someone that knows what they're doing like i've moved bits of furniture with you know like a a girlfriend or my mum or something and you get to a door and you have to kind of stop and explain what we're going to do and talk through it me and you move something we just go straight through the door because we know you would know which way i'm going to turn or you, i'd know which way you're going to turn you just yeah yeah you just do it and it makes life so much easier working mm. with someone that's kind of does what you do yeah and same in the kitchen sometimes you, you need something and then you find the person next to you is handing it to you without ever talking in fact the chef we were really busy one night and she's like we've not said anything to each other for an hour and but we just didn't need to because you just 
yeah. you, you know what each other's doing and you're helping each other. That's made me think of something, actually. Um, while I was working with Stuart, helping him with the roof, I found that he was always one step ahead of me. And I felt like I was quite slow in being proactive with things. But it occurred to me at the time that if I was on my own, I would have instinctively thought and acted upon it. But because I was with someone else, I think because I'm an introvert, I had all of these social things going on in my head of anxiety, I guess, based stuff. Not that Stuart makes me anxious in any way at all, but just generally being around another person makes me not as responsive and a little bit slow. So yeah, I think that's another another trait of mine. Yeah. But you've probably not spent that much time together, have you? No, not really. As if you do it again next week, you'd be even better and you just get fire on all cylinders like I mm. do when I'm on my own. Yeah. That's a really yeah. good way of describing That's interesting. it. interesting. You talked about my taste for aesthetics. I think if you want to look at good interior design examples, go to a big city and look around restaurants, bars and high-end fashion places and mm. it'll be full of beautiful bits of woodwork and wonderful lighting because they've got to be, look cool. And I don't know where else you'd see examples of it. If you yeah. go to, into a city and go to a trendy bar, which I'm sure I will at the weekend... I'll be like, I love those lights, I love the table, I love that picture. Everything's really inspiring and interesting. But it's a skill even to notice these things. So when I used to go out with the ex, uh, everywhere I'd go, she'd go, oh, you've noticed the wooden thing. Do you not notice the... I think I do tend to notice them, but I don't think I notice them to the same extent as you. I remember when we were talking about that I'd been down to London and I was walking through... Uh, near St Pancras Station yeah, and you said to me yard. did you see the benches and I was mm. like mm, did I see the benches I don't think I did but you you obviously have an eye for, for looking for these things okay that's interesting I would love to design a restaurant and kit it out with my furniture and do all that It'd be wonderful and coming up with the menu and the dishes but then like on month two when I, oh, I'm just doing the kitchen recreating all these things at the same every day like no I don't want to do that <laughs> and the stress yeah So I think a weakness of mine might be attention to detail. Okay. But I think I'm going to put some excuses in because uh, that's what we do. <laughs> I think the YouTube schedule is tricky on that when you've got a video every week and in that you've got to edit it and upload it. And I think you've talked about it in the past that you'd love to just do a project the absolute best you can. Yeah. As a lot of things I look at and like, oh, it's not quite perfect. But if I was, I don't know, if I was just a hobby woodworker, I'd probably go, okay, that was a prototype. I'll now make it again, learn from the mistakes. Maybe that's not right. I'll do it a third time. Mm. But in the YouTube world, it might not be perfect, but if it works and it looks fine on camera, that, yeah. that's, that's a wrap and done. Yeah. But I find that quite unsatisfying. I know what you're saying exactly. And I've actually put it on my list, but I've put it down as patience, um, which isn't exactly what you're saying it's things like dovetail joints and things like that i feel like i haven't got the patience to do it but again partly driven by the youtube schedule um you know i would enjoy cutting one corner of a box in dovetails and putting it together by the time i get to the fourth i'm like yeah i'm done with this now i kind of want it done i wish i had the time to be able to do it and i also wish i had the patience because patience comes into it certainly for me it might not for you 
there's there's other things like wood carving as well. Like I see people making these um, sculptures, and I think Kerry Pierce, who I mentioned on the last podcast, who does a lot of stuff on TikTok. I see the stuff he does, and I, I think to myself, I'd love to just get the chisels out and spend a day trying to carve something like that. Um, I don't know if I'd be very good at it, but one day I will sit down and and give it a try. But it's um, yeah, it's the time aspect. Patience is is a good point because if I won the lottery and had all the time in the world, would I make dovetail boxes? I reckon I'd give it a go. But you know yeah. what? If there was a slight gap, I think my what well, I don't know what the correct word is, but I would think I'd say that's good enough. Yeah, there's some. I'm not a perfectionist. Yeah, the, this think. is something else I've got on my list as well. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I've put perfection versus good enough. And I've put an example on there of my friend Guy. Uh, you might know of Guy because he helped me demolish the lean-to on the back of my bungalow. He's a good friend of mine. He's a great person, but he is a perfectionist. He's not really a woodworker. He dabbles with woodworking from time to time. He's building a shed at the moment. Um, I helped him build a deck last year or, or start building a deck I, I only went around for a day in the end just to, to help him get started but he was really struggling with getting started it kind of occurred to me at the time that me and him work well together because he's striving for perfection whereas I'm like was it Jimmy Dresta who said uh, the trick to getting ahead is getting started right okay I which is that. A, another great saying I think mm. because it, you know if you never get started on these things and you spend all of your time thinking about them You'll never achieve anything. And, and that's kind of where Guy's at because he, he, he's got all of these ideas about how to, to do things and do them really, really well considering he's not a, a woodworker in terms of he hasn't put hours into woodworking. The things that he makes are incredible but it'll probably take him months to, to, to do them. So, so he kind of asked me to come along to help him get started. I think not because he needed me there but because he just wanted the push because it's like, well, you know, just you do this first, you know, you just get get it done and then you've made some progress. So whereas I'm driven by productivity, he's driven by, you know, things being perfect. That's interesting that then you say you work really well together and complement each other because I'm not sure I would be the same in that situation. I've worked with perfectionists and in the, the kitchen because sometimes you've got 50 things to prep on a list and but... If you work with a perfectionist, they want to might spend two hours doing this one thing, mm. and it's really good, but half the menu's not ready. Yeah. <laughs> so you kind of we've just got to do it this way because we've got to get it done. We've got to get everything done, and there's only so many hours. Yeah. And you can't do it as well as you want because we don't have the staff or the time or. So I'm very a realist and practical yeah. in those terms because you've got to get the job done so working with the perfectionist sometimes drives me crazy mm. but then maybe in a non kind of commercial kitchen setting i would love the perfectionist because they're making something beautiful uh, very much have worked with people that are bad at getting started as in they're just staring at a problem and they've got notes and designs and like we're going to build this shed i'm not sure how to do the guttering on the roof like yeah but we haven't done the foundation Let's just do the foundations and worry about the guttering yeah. when we get to it. Some people yeah, want to plan yeah. everything. I don't know if I've told this story before, and I think it was a SAS story. Everything motivation is always an SAS story. It's probably all <laughs> totally made up. But it's like you're behind enemy lines and you've got to make it three miles to the border type thing. 
and you're looking at the map and you can't possibly work out how you're going to get there but you can see the boulder or the next building in front of you and you can mm. work out how to get to that so you just get to that you and then you one, work out how to get to the next one time. one hurdle at a time and I think that's often I'll start a project I can't even get my head around how I'm going to do a certain mm. aspect but if I can just get to up to that stage suddenly when I've got the thing in front of me it's like oh the, the solution is obvious now I can actually see the physical thing yeah If you enjoy the podcast and you'd like to help support and shape future episodes, you can find a link to our Patreon page in the show notes or just search online for Workshop Banter Patreon. Thank you. And now back to the podcast. So um, one of my biggest weaknesses, well, this is two things that I've written down. The first is preparation and the second is planning. And the planning thing kind of lends itself to what we were just talking about with uh, I, I don't do a great deal of planning because I want to get into it I want to get started that kind of ties in with preparation as well um, I'll, I'll give the example of um, a mate of mine was around uh, a couple of years ago to help me hide the power cable to my television which was hung on the wall um, so we had to chase out the wall he was going to help me do all of the electrical stuff because that's what he does my job was to just to chase out the channel in the wall to put the cable i just got started i just started chasing out the wall my wife got home she was like what are you doing why didn't you put down a dust sheet <laughs> and i'm like well it didn't even occur to me i just you know i just saw a job that needed doing flew into it and i kind of thought to myself well it's only dust you know it, i could just get the hoover out after it didn't occur to me till my wife complained to me that it would have made my life so much easier just to put a dust sheet down so that I could pick it up, shake it up out, outside. Now, if I was working in a customer's house, there's no way I would have flown into it like that. But I just don't put in the preparation when needed. It's yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I don't know if you saw my clothes rail build and I've got like 10 pairs of blue jeans and 10 check shirts. All of them have little crispy bits that are glue on them because I've got my nice clothes on and I go into the workshop and I, I just like look how I'm going to do this and I'm like well I'll just do this bit and I just do th- and then I realized I'm building the thing away. and I'm then I've got paint on my nice jeans and <laughs> and I, like I opened the fireplace up in the living room and I think it was just one day like I was tapping it like oh I think that's just some plasterboard let me just drill a hole oh no let me just smash this out like oh i wasn't supposed to be doing this today i was supposed to be doing something else and now there's a hole in the wall and rubble everywhere i'm hoping you're not going to tell me that all your youtube videos are a lie because i see your videos and you've got beautiful plans are you telling me you make those plans retrospectively um well it's kind of a combination of things so when it comes down to 3D drawings and planning, I will usually draw up a plan initially, but it won't go into any detail. It, there, there won't be any joinery. It will just be purely to get my head around how this thing is going to look. Does it look proportionally correct in terms of aesthetics? Does it look right? Does it look like it's a good design? So I'll do that on SketchUp usually to, to begin with. Then I'll make the project and I'll do all of the problem solving and thinking while I'm making it. What joint shall I use here? What method of assembly or whatever? And then once the thing is done, then I retrospectively draw up the plans properly to a standard that I'd be happy to send to the people that, that buy plans from me. For me, that's the method that works best. 
Yeah, I think for a lot of things, I couldn't get my head around that. Maybe for like the blanket chest, because I knew they had to be that long, they had to be that tall, they had to be that deep. Mm. So you could draw that, but most of the time, it's dictating with what materials I have and things. Yeah. So it's no good drawing a plan, and then I don't, well, I don't have a bit of wood big enough. It's I will use the bit of wood I have, and then that's the size it is. Yeah. I've put frugality as a weakness, even though I think in most circumstances, frugality is probably a positive thing for me. I've put it as a weakness because sometimes it compromises my projects to a point where I'm not happy with the end result. The best example I can give of this is the catio that I'm building at the moment. I bought reasonably priced roll of chicken wire to use, and I'm just not happy with it at all. And I, and I should have spent more money to get a better product. It'll kind of become apparent in the project video whenever it comes out. Chicken wire is horrible stuff to work with. And had I have known that to begin with, there's no way I would have um, used it. I would have spent the money to get something better. But there's other situations as well. So, for example, the pergola I built, I used rough sawn timber because it was maybe it was like 20% cheaper than the uh, regularized stuff planed all round. It's not bothered me really because once it's painted and I denibbed it in between coats of paint anyway, so it's it's relatively smooth. But sometimes I do think it would have been nicer if I'd have just spent the extra money. Um, so sometimes I'm a little bit too cheap for my own good, if you know what I mean. Oh, I totally. Well, it's, if you're making a YouTube video every week and you've got to buy materials for it, it's expensive. Mm. Uh, that's why I prefer making things that I genuinely needed. Like I've just finished making a clothes era. Uh, but I would have had to buy one. So it's not spending extra money. And and building something like the Pagoda, that's a lot of money, isn't it? Yes. Uh, I, I, I really liked the aesthetics of your log store. But I know you're not so happy with it. Just the roof. Mm. See, I love the roof because I like more rustic things. Yeah, I need to build one for my mum. But I think I liked the way you did it as in... I think you made frames for the shelves and then you just put like four corner pieces and like, oh, that's really clever because I could just make that a home. Yeah. Then unscrew it, it and flat pack it and then just like a bit of flat pack of furniture. This wasn't on my list, but coming up with ideas and borrowing from other things. So some people would say stealing. I'm going to borrow how you made that log store and do yeah. my take on it. And I do that. I'll, well, we all do. We all do. I think some people are more conscious of it than others. Yeah. But some people go, you've stolen that idea. And like, well, it's a log store. Someone has, every log store I built. <laughs> a pretty generic thing. Yeah, is going to yeah. be, someone will have done it. But I take motivation from, obviously, YouTube videos, Pinterest, Instagram. Like when I go to nice bars, which is not very often. <laughs> but I think that's maybe a skill. I mean, I always like to have a notebook with me. I sometimes use notes on my phone, but I don't like it as much when I'm out and about. And I'm scribbling ideas down all the time. I take a lot of photos as well. Yeah, something that might spark some inspiration yeah. later down the line. Yeah, I do that as well. The trouble is I don't have a way of keeping the photos to hand, so they all just disappear in my archive of photos and then oh, I never find them yeah. again. <laughs> I'm always scrolling through to something. I just I remember something I took three years ago through <laughs> a shop window and I'm trying to find it. But I think many things I've built have been from a, photo I've taken in a charity shop window type thing. See, I can totally relate to what you're saying here as well, because I, I put this down as design, because I don't think I'm talented at... How do I word this? I can design things, 
I need an input to be able to design something, if that makes sense. I'm probably explaining this in a terrible no, way. No, I think so. For, for a log store, you, if you'd never seen a log store before, you might have struggled to design one. But yeah. as you could use all the references of things you'd seen over the years, yeah. it's easy. I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm never going to be the guy that designs a chair that's original and everyone's like, wow, we should give this guy an award because he's come up with this amazing concept for a chair. That's just not something I could ever do. I can see a chair that I like and think, I really like this aspect of it. I'm not so keen on this aspect of it. And I could draw something up in SketchUp and come up with something that I am really excited about building and then I build it. And, And that is a skill in itself. But I haven't got that kind of originality I haven't got the words but hopefully I've you understand yeah, what no. I'm saying that's interesting I think I've actually got a few kind of original chair ideas but they probably aren't because there's been so many chairs yeah someone would have done it <laughs> yeah I mean but then you see something like what Bish Bash Bosch is doing and like oh I've never seen that's anything a like that prime example before. yeah on design where I think I'm really terrible is I'm no artist I would love to be able to draw the ideas I have. I can see them in my head, but when you try and get them on paper, it's just a disaster. It'd be so useful to be able to draw things. Oh, I've said before that I think I'm good at learning new skills, but the thought of sitting down and learning a 3D drawing. So I tried SketchUp and I yeah. actually drew a shepherd's hut and it came out pretty good, but I just found it so boring. <laughs> so yeah, I wish I could draw things. I never found 3D drawing boring at all in fact in my old day job i got recruited at my previous employment for basically doing basic admin tasks and boring stuff i was always looking at my shoulder at the guys using autocad in the office and thinking i really want to i really want to have a play with that it looks really cool and um eventually i got a new manager who was just brilliant and i said to her you know i keep seeing what these guys are doing and that looks really interesting she said oh we'll put you on a course we'll train you up straight away and uh they put me on a course i learned autocad autocad is horrible by the way just a horrible piece of software really unintuitive and then when i found out about sketchup it's just like this is autocad but easy just like really intuitively designed and absolutely love sketchup love the way it works and I, i still enjoy doing it now um I have to be in the right frame of mind for it, but once I get started, I, I love I love using it. And it's so much easier to do something you enjoy, isn't it? It is, as, yeah. As I kind of know I should be doing it, and, I, and I've said previously that I think I'm really motivated, but, well... You've done plenty of uh, good stuff without it. Oh, yeah, no, it's more of the I could sell plans yeah. aspect of it. People talk about passive incomes and things, and I think plans are a really good example of that. But yeah, being motivated to do things that you don't enjoy is hard. Like I did my tax return last week oh, and yeah. it took me about two hours because I watched a YouTube video of an accountant talking through every last box and thing and like, oh, I hate it. But it has to be done and I'm pleased I did it. Yeah, It's, it's a weight of my mind to have done it and mm. early. The, the tax return took so long because every 15 minutes I get up and go for a walk around, you know, I'm just going to go yeah. check how the solar panels are doing because yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm fascinated by the solar panels. I love watching the how much charge they're getting. It's it's my new hobby. <laughs> <laughs> See, but, what yeah. you've described there for me is is when I've already edited my videos and put them on YouTube and then I have to re-edit them 
for Instagram and TikTok in a vertical format. That for me is the worst job that I could ever do. I, I yeah. hate it. I'm finding distractions constantly. Constantly going to the snacks cupboard to see what crisps there are and, you know, anything to take me away from, you know, having to do all of that work for a second time is just unbearable to me. And if there was somebody I could hire to do that. I've got one final weakness, which is things that move. When it comes to my woodworking projects, I'm always a bit limited in making anything that moves. I'm okay with doors. I'm okay with drawers, but only because I've done a lot of them now. I watched a video last night of Jeremy Schmidt making his dust extractor. Ah, yes. I, that's on my to-do list. It's um, a fantastic video. And some of the things he did in that video where he made kind of like a latch to hold the dust collection bucket onto the filters. And it was kind of like a hook-shaped piece of wood that straddled kind of like a ball bearing, I think it was. And it just latched together and it cinched it all nice and tight. And it's like, how did you do that? I would love to be able to do stuff like that. But I can't get my head around things like that. I really can't. He took apart some hose clamps. He cut them and he bent them in a way to make clips that you can screw together to cinch things down together. And it's just like, oh man, all of this stuff just amazes me. I'm the same. When people do it, you go, oh, that's... Quite simple. Quite simple, yeah, but actually coming up with a mechanism in my head. Yeah. I sometimes have a go at it. In fact, this project this week is going to have moving parts. But yesterday I went out into the workshop, got loads of scrap out, and just started piling bits on top of each other mm. to kind of mock it up. And then I could get my head around it. And the parts are very simple, extremely simple. But yeah, obviously, the, yeah, I just had to experiment with it i was trying to think of something i actually made that i was proud of was the pressure relief valve for the that was great cyclone. yeah but it, it's not a new idea i'd seen it done but i had still had to do quite a lot of, i couldn't get my head around it until i was doing it and then i was like oh that's great i'm really pleased with yeah I, i've made something mechanical even though it's so incredibly simple Sometimes you can see someone do something and you think, oh, that's simple enough, I've got that. And then as soon as you get to the workshop, it's like, uh, I'm not sure I have got that. And uh, yeah, it takes a while of fudging around to figure it out. So what have you been watching, Matt? The Swedish Maker. Great channel. He's on a podcast, isn't he? He's on a podcast. I didn't know that. The Northern Makers, I think. Yeah. I've never listened, so I should do, but I'm so far behind. I've pretty much given up on podcasts at the moment because I've just not listened in two months. But he did a video about stealing ideas and he steals this idea of his podcast buddy about this wooden vase. And he's quite right that there are not many original ideas and we're all taking ideas from other places. And he made these vases and I'm like, oh, I love those. I want to steal that idea as well. Sounds cool. I've seen a few of his videos before because, uh, yeah, I, I heard about him through, through the podcast. It looks like he's got a really interesting channel. Yeah, no, it's really well-made videos. Um, my recommendation this week is um, not really a woodworking channel. It's more of a building renovation type channel. It's called Build and Repair and Restore. And uh, it's a chap called Darren who works around, I want to say, South London. I think he's in around South London or that area. Certainly in London anyway. And he works with a small crew of people. But he's just one of those independent tradesmen that really cares about what he's doing. And he puts out regular vlogs, sometimes every day actually, 
in fact looking at his schedule it, it is every day but it's just vloggy content and it's it's just great to keep up with what they're doing and every day I'll watch his vlog to see what they've been up to some of some of it interests me some of it doesn't um, but there's uh, there's some interesting stuff there and and the work they do is is, is a really good standard and uh, they're just nice guys and and Darren's a really good um, host of his videos as well excellent check that out Thank you for listening. You can find Keith on YouTube by searching for Rag N Bone Brown and me by searching for Badger Workshop. We have a Patreon page if you'd like to help support us in making future episodes of the podcast. Link to that in the show notes. And we have a Workshop Banter Instagram and Facebook page if you'd like to get in touch, which is at Workshop Banter, all one word.